and welcome back to Motor City Bets. My name is Trevor, and as always, we're joined by Josh. Josh, how are you doing, sir? It has been far too long since we were able to share the virtual airwaves, buddy. What the fuck is up? Trevor, it has been way too long, brother, man. It is so good to hear from you. Uh not a lot going down, uh, really, in the sports world. Um, a lot of the big, you know, sports gambling uh, things that I'm interested in are, have died down. And so uh, things are very, very quiet. But, uh, you know, still plugging and chugging, you know, day by day, step by step. Brick by brick. <laughs> brick by brick. Damn so, right. Josh, I, uh, I've actually taken, you know, some time off over our – over since the last time that you and I have uh, have recorded together, I um, you know I was hurt pretty bad by the uh, the March Madness conclusion. Um, it kind of left a sour taste. I'm not a I'm not a man to hold a grudge or change my ways really, but uh, I lost a lot at the end of that, and uh, that that kind of you know it just it just hurt, it just hurt. So I took a little bit of a break from gambling. We came back for the Masters. That hurt, but we'll get into all that kind of, you know, all my all my gambling woes. And I've been on the coldest streak, Josh. I mean, just like I can't fucking, I can't buy a bet to win. I could bet on like a minus ten thousand favorite, and the underdog would win. That's how fucking cold I am. Ouch! Right now, sir. And I agree. The sports world starting to wrap up. Uh, you know, Josh and I do apologize for not being not being able to have a chance to record as much or as frequently as we've been liking to lately. Um, and the real world, I just started a new job and I've been pretty fucking busy. So we're looking to get back into it here. Uh, as we said, you know, when the show started back in January, uh, end of March madness, we're going to probably be going back down to one episode a week in, uh, in weights for football season. Sports world's a little bit slower. Uh, we do have some baseball. Obviously this is the number one Tigers podcast in America. Yes, so. sir. But uh, we'll, we'll get it all, in, all into that in a minute, Josh. If you are ready, sir, I'd love to start our first top, uh, topic this weekend. Week. <laughs> Jesus, this has been a long day. But uh, <laughs> I want to begin, Josh, by talking about our, our gambling roundtable. And the Let's first thing that I want to talk about is actually bringing us back to last weekend with the Masters. Josh, did you place anything on the Masters? Let's just have a slight. Let's have a Masters decompression after you know a week or so removed. Yeah, so I uh, I had uh, engaged in a little bit of live betting uh, during the Masters, and that kind of got me hooked. And uh, so I did that throughout the weekend. You know, guys to hit the fairway, guys to miss the fairway, um, someone to score better than someone on a given hole. Um, and then eventually after, uh, I think about half, uh, maybe three quarters of the way through the third round, uh, I saw that Hideki Matsuyama had a four stroke lead and he was a minus 170. I think it was like 175 favorite, something like that. Uh, maybe it wasn't that, I don't know. It was minus 100 something. So I ended up throwing 20 bucks on it and he ended up winning. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I waited to, see the playing field and so i had a nice little free easy 16 bucks right there so that was kind of how my master's weekend played out well josh as you know i'm a gigantic golf guy a massive huge yeah by the way our count right now i'm hovering i'm at 29 
Ooh, we're not yeah. even to May. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not even to May. Warmer weather is ahead of us, sir. And there's just more golf on the horizon. Um, oh yes, there is. So the Masters to me is a pretty big tournament. You know, I, it's a it's a major. Obviously, those are important. It's not my favorite. My favorite, and this is very controversial, but my favorite is the British Open, which happens in mid July. Uh, we'll get into that when we get to that point in our in our show. But uh, yeah, Ma- Masters is big. You know, there was uh, that 2019 Masters where Tiger came back and won. There's probably no sporting event I've ever witnessed in my life that was as cool as that. It was um, incredible. I mean, that's just like such a. Well, I could spend an entire show, Josh, talking about how phenomenal and just kind of mind blowing that performance of athleticism was, but. We're not going to do that here today. What we are going to do here today is talk about how I had 17 futures bets. <laughs> That's a lot. 17. 17 different athletes, Joshua. 17. Those are, I'd say enough, the, none I'd of say, them were named Hideki. Oh, they weren't. None of them. Not one of the 17 was named Hideki. When, uh, when that rain delay hit on Saturday, I was like, you know what? Like, it's okay. Things are looking all right. Not great, but okay. And then it came back, and Hideki just went on that on that run, and I was like, "There's no, like that's it. He just won." Um, and that Sunday, I was pissed. Uh, you know, I was disappointed. Anytime you can find a way to lose two massive gambling weekends in a row, it, it hurts. Took a it long does. walk, and I did some self reflecting, especially now a couple of weeks removed. Um, really happy for the kid. You know, like that guy is set now. Like he is. The face of golf, male, male, uh, face of men's golf in Japan. I mean, like he's what he was able to, to do with that much pressure on your shoulders. I mean, like I golf weekend and week out. I mean, I, I'm golfing a lot, Josh, and I struggle when I put like thirty or forty dollars on a game. I could not imagine the pressure of a major alone. Period. I can't imagine the pressure of the Masters, which is held at the same course every year. Like it's just so different than everything else. And then I can't imagine having to be the face of your entire nation. Like, that's just fucking, I mean, props to that guy. I hope, you know, I hope he's doing well. Um, and, and he is. Someone said that, like, him winning was basically worth a billion dollars because of all the different endorsements he's going to get. So, like, just fucking hats off to him. Really excited. I can't wait to see what the Masters dinner is going to be next year. Everyone chooses, like, the winner chooses uh, the champion's dinner. So, I mean, I'll be curious to see what he goes with from a food perspective because I feel like it could be really cool to, um, you know, bring in some of that, the native Japanese cuisine, uh, which wouldn't typically happen at the Masters, which I think would be pretty sick. So, yeah, disappointment, but also excitement. Golf's in a great place. I also saw a little insider trading knowledge here, but I saw a media report based off of how just the sport of golf is doing. And it's actually growing significantly in like the 18 to 24 year old range when most uh, broadcast sports are decreasing. Is that so? Yeah. Golf is the fastest growing sport in America right now in that demographic, which is really fantastic for someone like me who's, you know, spent my entire life loving the game. (laughs) Fun facts for you, Josh. Fun facts. I I appreciate those fun facts, sir. Uh, I'm learning something new every day. Other than that, before we hop into our favorite segment on the show, which is the Detroit sports update, Josh, is there any 
you know, looking around the leagues, you know, March Madness is done. NFL, a couple splashes in free agency, but nothing really stands out to me as being too crazy besides maybe the Julian Edelman retirement. But I don't even know if he's retired yet. I feel like he's just going to end up on Tampa Bay. Tampa um, Bay. Is there any other across the league sporting conversations that you, that you have? Uh, not that I can think of. No, no, I feel like it's been relatively. I mean, that's part of the reason we've been a little dormant too. Like, there's just been not, not a whole ton going on. Like the MLB is starting to get going. I've lost a good amount of money betting on baseball teams. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely making baseball something that's gonna be a part of my life this summer, which is cool. But uh, yeah, Josh, nothing. You know, nothing exciting. Um, so with that, you know, good radio here talking about nothing. Let's uh, move on to the Detroit sports update. Josh, I want to start us off with the Lions. All right, let's do it. The NFL so far this offseason has been interesting to me. Um, and I we haven't really seen the Lions make a big splash in free agency or really do altogether that much of anything. Uh, we have the draft coming up in two weeks. two-ish weeks sometime in there and before the draft comes out Josh and I are going to give our full draft preview Uh, we'll try and get on a couple people to have a little draft round table we'll have a good little conversation about the NFL draft pretty excited but other than that Josh nothing's coming to mind about the uh, about NFL no NFL's been relatively quiet for the most part I think since the last time we spoke, there's been uh, more interviews out with Matt Stafford in L.A., which is just hard to see, but I'm happy for him. It's like when you when you and your girlfriend break up because you moved to a new city for a new job, and you're like, man, wish that could have worked out, but it's for the best. Yeah. Um, that's how I feel anytime I see anything Matt Stafford related. I'm really hoping that guy can find some success out in L.A. Um, Josh, how about your Pistons? What's going on with them? They are – there's no other way to put it other than they're a terrible team, but good Lord, does this team compete hard. They bust their butt night in and night out. I've got a very interesting statistic uh, that happened the other night um, involving the Pistons and Isaiah Stewart, who is the 16th overall draft pick in this year's uh, draft class. Isaiah Stewart broke the the Pistons' rookie record for rebounds in a game with 22. He additionally had 15 points, three assists, and two blocks in a Detroit Pistons victory. Jeez. This is our – the more and more I think about this team moving forward, I think we found our foundational center. He's shown that he can shoot the three, which I didn't see him do at Washington – We've got Killian Hayes, who's coming off of his injury and has had has shown promising moments. All-time name, by the way. Killian, just beautiful name. Yeah, very, very French. Very French. Uh, and then we've got Sadiq Bey. He's t- I think he's like five sh- three-pointers short of Luka Doncic's record for most three-pointers in 54 games. Uh, the first 54 games of your career. Um, he's got 126. He shattered the Pistons record for threes by a rookie this year. He was the 19th overall pick in this year's draft. Uh, and then we got, you know, Josh Jackson, uh, Jeremy Grant, 
Uh, you know, he's in and out right now with injury, Mason Plumley. Um, but yeah, Isaiah Stewart, the rookies, they're all looking good. Hamadou Diallo, uh, this team's got a lot of promising pieces moving forward. I'd love to see this team in the draft. Uh, personally, I'd love to see him either go Jalen Suggs or Jalen Green. Okay, man. Sweet. Uh, the season has probably around, what, 10, 15 games left? Right around there, yeah. Okay, cool, man. I'm excited to see how they can go down the stretch. I mean, at this point, we got to be kind of rooting for them to lose, right? Competitively lose would be the best. Competitively lose, of course. How have they been doing from a gambling perspective? Like, have you been placing any money on them? Um, Somewhat. Um, they're not a bad team to bet against, uh, covering wise, especially if it's a large margin, like 13, 14 points, even nine points. Um, this team is competitive. They, they, they play very well. They play hard defensively. Uh, they've got guys who can score, uh, guys who can create. So I have been sprinkling some money on them, but uh, it hasn't been too much. I like uh, if I do gamble on the Pistons, I do usually like betting on the under uh, just because this team sometimes struggles to score. Okay, for sure, for sure. Uh, definitely something to look out then as we as we close up the season here. You know, maybe they can go on a little bit of run to build some confidence in the locker room. Uh, speaking of teams going on runs, Josh, I want to transition us over to the Detroit Red Wings. Yes, we've Don't. got a bit. Don't look now. Don't look now. But out of the last four games, Wings have won three. Three in a row. I mean, we dropped the one in Chicago pretty brutally. But three in a row. This is the first three in a row win streak since the 2018-2019 season. That That is... I mean, like, that's, it, that's sad. That's sad. It is. But it hurts a little bit. In a way, it's like, damn, maybe we bottomed out last year, and that'd be pretty fucking sick. Um, I don't know if you heard, Josh. We've only talked about maybe, like, briefly for, like, a second. But there's a guy by the name of Anthony Mantha who we fleeced over to Washington at the end of the trade deadline. uh, Go ahead. You give your hockey insight, and I'll give mine. Fair enough. Uh, I think that Anthony Mantha is a fantastic forward. Definitely can play top six minutes and has a beautiful scoring touch when he's on. He has absolutely lit it up in Washington right now with a very, very good offensive team. And obviously he needed that spark and to see him succeed, I'm happy for. That being said, Jacob Vron is a year and a half younger, taking in the same draft class as Dylan Larkin. Kid's fast as fuck fast as fuck and he's got a great scoring touch he's been horrible in the playoffs which is the only reason why washington dumped him however he in the 2018 playoffs when the caps won the stanley cup i believe he had the game-winning goal in the last game of that series like he is a very proficient player he just has been a little bit slow lately and coming to the wings which is a little bit slow offensively as a team will probably be a little tough for him. So I'm not expecting to see his numbers be great. However, I do think that his speed and his versatility is something that Mantha did not have just because Mantha was so much more of a power kind of guy. Mantha's a better offensive player and a little bit better defensive, but and probably better in the locker room. But uh, Jacob Verona's speed, I think, is going to fit in really nicely with this team. I mean, he scored in his debut as well, which is always good to see. Um, 
And we also got a first round pick and a second round pick. And I think that that's really where that's really where it comes in. No, I, I totally agree. I think Manta is a phenomenal player. And I think him being in the top six, you know, uh, rotation when it comes to playing with the Capitals, you know, he's playing, he might be playing with Ovi, uh, Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Osh, uh, TJ Oshie. Uh, there's a plethora of guys that, you know, are significantly better than the guys on the wings. Um, I think Mantha is going to thrive in DC. Uh, I had him on my fantasy hockey team and he killed it for me this week. Uh, absolute stud. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. Um, I hope the Capitals don't make it far in the playoffs just so the wings get a better draft pick. Um, but at the same time, uh, I hope he has a successful career there because I think he is a very talented player. Um, but at the same time, I think the wings uh, walked away with – I think both teams walked away out of this trade winners. That's uh, the thing, Josh. I think that this trade was – I think it favors the wings just a little bit just because of the draft opportunity. Of course. But the Caps were definitely missing somebody in the playoffs like an Anthony Mantha. I think that Anthony Mantha can really perform well there, and I agree with you. I selfishly don't want to see the Caps do well, but when you mix in names, like you said, of like TJ Oshie and obviously Alexander Ovechkin and Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson's one of my favorite players in the NHL. He's just a fucking beauty. Like, I just love that guy. I love his game. I love how all the fucking softies on Twitter hate him. Like, my God, I love Tom Wilson. And to see Anthony Mantha go to an environment where he can play hockey that matters is cool as a fan of his. I wish that he was playing that hockey that mattered with the red sweater on and Little Caesars, but, you know, beggars can't really be choosers. The Caps I also have a future on, bringing it back into the gambling side of things, Josh, and I wouldn't hate to see them perform well. I would make a decent little... Decent little amount of change if they do okay. Are we talking to win the Stanley Cup? Yeah, I have a I have a little future out on them, and I would not hate to see them perform. However, Josh, I also have another future on another different thing. I have a future on the Red Wings scoring over 43 and a half points on the season. Right now, they're at 38 points. They have 11 games left. They need six points in eleven games, and I am I am scared, Josh. You're sweating it. You're sweating it. I'm scared they're not going to do it. You're sweating it out a little bit, aren't you? You're nervous that this team can't win three games. That's all I need, just three games. And you know what? They're not going to get it. They might. They might not. But that's something to keep in mind, everyone. Keep in mind, forty-three and a half points. That's what we're looking at. Um, keep that in the back of your head. However, Josh, I think that, uh, you know, I I just – this Red Wings team has is, is been similar to the Pistons where they're very bad, but they fight in good – in games sometimes they get blown out occasionally. Like that's what's to be expected. Full faith in the front office, full faith in the organization. Things are going to be great moving forward. Um, seeing CVY decommit from a, a fan favorite and a key franchise player from my perspective, such as Anthony Mantha, is alarming because that kind of indicates that maybe we're further away than what we thought we were, but also exciting because that's what Stevie did in Tampa and Tampa works. Well, so, let me ask you this. Yeah. If 
if this rebuild is going to take longer than it's supposed to, what is the plan with Dylan Larkin? Because that's what I'm a little bit afraid of. Yeah. That's what I'm wondering is a, I guess maybe a unbiased wings fan is, you know, we shipped out Mantha. We got a great package in return for him. And if this rebuild's taking longer than it's supposed to, what are we going to do with somebody, you know, a guy who we want to consider our core right now and build around Dylan Larkin. But if he's like, I mean, I'm not totally sure on the hockey age and when guys start declining, but you know, if he's, I mean, that that age has slipped a little bit over the past like past few years, but like, I would say that the modern NHL forwards prime is probably between 28 like probably 28, you know, 27 to, to 30. So 28 would probably be where you want them, where they have enough experience to be smart with the puck, but also still young enough to be, you know, bring all the things that they would bring. But then you look at guys like Ovechkin, who's still scoring at basically the same pace that he was for the past, his whole career. And he's a 34. So like, you know, age isn't necessarily the only determining factor in hockey speed. However, Age does impact speed. And so some guys whose only factor in the game is speed, the older they get, the worse they are. I think Dylan Larkin's a little bit better than just being only a speed guy, but that is definitely something to look for, like look out for. Uh, as for defensive players, I think that D-men probably a little bit older, maybe 32, 33 is kind of their prime. Uh, goalies, there's no equation. Could be any age. There's goalies that are incredibly hot when they're in their young 20s and then suck immediately afterwards and are out of the league by 26. And there's goalies that don't even break the roster until they're 31 or 32 and then are unbelievable until they're 40. Like, there's just no – who knows? So, I think this team's going to get place. When they, to answer your original question, though, it kind of raises a bit of a question mark when it comes to guys like Dylan Larkin. I think that he's one of those players that we can't – well, not we, rather. Let me rephrase that. He's one of those players that CVY should not trade, not because of the value of like that he brings down the ice, but just he is the face of this franchise right now, and this franchise is so storied in their stories, which is kind of a little bit of a repetitive sentence, but hear me out, like, you have like the Russian five or the uh, Swedish or the fuck what I don't know. There's a, like a Swedish line that they're like Swedish player, Swedish mafia is what they were referring to. You had Stevie Y, the face of the Red, the young face of the Red Wings. I mean, like I think them trading Dylan Larkin would be pretty bad for the PR of the team, and I think that the fans in this city, after how good the Wings have been for so long. They're starting to lose their patience, maybe a touch with being shitty. And then if you trade away the captain, who is a Waterford native, who played at Michigan. I mean, fuck Michigan. I wish he had gone to state, but like still. A man who grew up 40 minutes away from Detroit, played his college hockey 40 minutes away from Detroit, was in the U.S. national program 40 minutes away from Detroit, and then now is the captain of the Detroit Red Wings. You get rid of him, like that's just fucking... It's tough. It would. I think it would read wrong. I don't think it would send the right message. No, not at all. So I think this team's far away, but you know they'll get there from a betting perspective. 
I took a long hiatus from putting any any money on the wings, but lately I've been getting some pretty good numbers on them to cover plus one and a half. And I've been winning them pretty like that's actually the only thing I've been winning on. So I think that going down the stretch here, um, I need them to win three games. Not sure they'll do it, but they should fight pretty hard. I think that uh, Dylan Larkin, especially, is probably getting pissed that they're not playing meaningful hockey towards the end of the season. So see some of the young old guys, if that makes any sense, compete pretty hard and see some of those older guys fight for some contracts. All right, Trevor, let's see. You want to talk a little bit of Tigers baseball right now? Buddy, of course I do. So I've watched exactly seven or eight innings of a Tigers game across the entire season, which is incredibly up from last year where I watched maybe three innings. No, I lied, Josh. I lied to you just now and our beautiful listeners. I watched an entire Tigers game the other night. You did. I forgot about that. Bravo. Thank you, sir. It was uh, it was game one against the Athletics where they just swept the Astros. Astros. So I was like, oh, Tigers baseball, sick. Bet on them, watched all nine innings, and lost horribly. I awesome. did the same exact thing. I a did tradition, the same exact thing. A tradition unlike any other for me, betting on my local teams and watching them just get absolutely fucked. Um, but it's fun, man. I, I, I don't know enough – about this team or the league where it stands right now to give too much commentary, but it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to gamble on. I've made some pretty good money on the MLB so far this year. It's been my most profitable league in the, in the action app that we used to track. I've been pretty addicted to making random baseball parlays. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't been hitting, but like, it's been fun. Uh, and I think that when you add, like, if you live bet, like, the over in a baseball game, fuck, does that start to get exciting, Josh? It does. Like, uh, I think it was the Cubs versus the Braves. I don't know. doesn't really matter. I was watching some, ran- like, two random teams that I personally don't give a shit about. And I had the over. And I was literally on the edge of my fucking seat, Josh, just guzzling beers, like, fucking screaming at my TV for two teams I don't even remember who was playing. Because I wanted the over, and it was just beautiful. Have you been doing uh, any any MLB callouts? Any Tigers-related callouts? Um, not so much with the Tigers. However, um, if you're looking for something to put you on the edge of your seat, uh, bet no runs to be scored in the first inning of a game. Oh my God! Yes, I've I've done that a couple of times, and let me tell you, it is quite electric. Quite electric. It's incredibly electric, Josh, when you also toss in, make that into a parlay. Because, fuck, when you have like three or four games that are all starting at three o'clock and you just go no hits in the first inning of any of all these games, it is. It is exciting. Uh, So I think that's our goal. You know, we're the biggest baseball podcast in the Western Hemisphere. That we are. We're going to keep trying to deliver great content like this to all our fantastic listeners. So, Josh, I think that that's going to conclude our Detroit sports segment today. What else is going on, man? I don't have any picks for anybody because there's no, there's nothing pickable for me right now. Uh, I think that we're going to bring our picks segment back in our next episode. 
Uh, we've been taking a little bit of a hiatus due to the March Madness and just the chaos that's been going on. So, Josh, any kind of concluding thoughts, buddy? Uh, not too much. No. Uh, make sure if you guys have uh, any sort of problems, you know, when it comes to gambling, don't be afraid to reach out. Call 1-800-GAMBLERS. Uh, make sure you guys are out there betting responsibly. I agree with that, Josh. This is very well said. Uh, there is something that we did forget to talk about, though, briefly. Michigan State football spring game coming up huge soon-ish. Friday, or I'm sorry, Saturday, 2 p.m., Big Ten Network. There is going to be six, 5,000 fans in attendance is what I saw, I think. Uh, I believe it's 6,000 fans. 6,000 fans. So I believe it's 6,000 fans, 500 student tickets. Let's go, Josh. That is a – I want to end this show tonight, folks, our first show back in a little bit. With that little bit of positive nugget, there is a light at the end of this tunnel. For those of you who are Michigan State football fans, football's back on the horizon. For those of you that are just fans of live sports in general, which I feel like if you're listening to the show, you probably are, we are close. We're close. Keep our, we gotta just gotta keep going here. Keep hope alive. But to see six thousand Spartan fans in Spartan Stadium this Saturday, I'm fucking excited. I wish you could bet on it. I don't think that we can, but uh, I'm here for it, Josh. I'm happy to see that. And as always, man, uh, it's been a pleasure to get a chance to to chat with you again. We're gonna have a lot more gambling picks, you know, going down the stretch here. And we're going to keep things a little bit more loose and, and landed as we we head into the dark days of the summer. Hopefully you guys can uh, start saving up enough money to to go on the tear that we're going to go on when football comes back. So with that being oh, said, yes. Josh, it's been a pleasure, sir. Trevor, it's a pleasure as always. Until next time. Until next time, sir. Have a good one. Have a good day, everyone. Have a good week. We'll talk to you next time we talk to you. Peace. Peace.